In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I am your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is a pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here. And this is going to be a really fantastic show. I'll be introducing my guest shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. This is going to be terrific. I just want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I'll do this every single week. I started reading a book this weekend called Midas Touch by Donald Trump and Robert Kiyosaki. One of the things they talk about is that being successful in your business involves having emotional maturity and strength of character. When things go wrong, a business owner needs to accept complete responsibility for not only the things that go right, but also the things that go wrong. It's very easy to blame others for things that don't go well. For example, a product that doesn't sell, the business partner that didn't pan out, the investment that didn't make its return quickly enough, or perhaps not at all. But really, what could have fixed those things? Being diligent enough to make sure the sale happened, hiring the right people, working with a great business partner instead of a lazy one, investigating an investment more carefully before throwing money at it, and so on. Of course, things can go wrong in business, but the one who takes responsibility instead of blames is the person who is most in control of their destiny and ultimately in control of their success. With all of this in mind, I'd like to introduce my guest. And before I forget, let me give you the call-in number in case you'd like to call in and participate in today's discussion. That number is 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866 866- 404-6519. My guest this week is Todd Falcone, and let me tell you a little bit about him. He's had over 20 years of full-time experience in the field of network marketing and direct selling, and now devotes all of his time to teaching and educating on the subject. He's conducted thousands of conference calls, webinars, and live events in front of tens of thousands of people in literally every country throughout the world. He is president of Reach for Success, LLC, and is the author of numerous articles and training programs, including Insider Secrets to Recruiting Professionals, How to Win in the Game of Prospecting, The Little Black Book Scripts, and The Fearless Networker. Todd also hosts an internationally recognized weekly show called MLM Power Hour that he's been conducting for nearly 10 years, and it's on every Monday at 5 p.m. Todd's candid, in-your-face approach to teaching success principles has captured the attention of literally tens of thousands of distributors worldwide who swear by his trainings and his no-frills approach to teaching success. Todd is considered one of the hottest superstars in the training and developmental arena of network marketing. With all of this in mind, let me bring on my guest, Todd Falcone. Todd, are you there? Ryan, I'm right here. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Welcome to Success Profiles Radio. It's an honor to have you here. Appreciate it. Good. Well, first of all, I'd like to start... Where I start with everybody on the show, tell us how you got started. What's your background? Where, where did the beginnings happen for you that brought you to where you are right now? 
uh, I was doing what mommy and daddy told me to do, and that was to go get an education and, you know, look for a good job. And if I didn't have an education, probably couldn't get a good job. So I was doing that. And I was going through career fair at Long Beach State 23 years ago, and I was about ready to take a job with a company when a guy called me out of the blue and uh, introduced me to what I thought was a job interview I was going to, but it ended up being a network marketing opportunity. And I'd never heard of multi-level or direct sales or didn't even, quite frankly, know really what an entrepreneur was, but uh, went to that interview slash business presentation and uh, saw something and it made sense conceptually to me. And, you know, the whole idea of, uh, you know, selling a product and making money on that and building a team and making an override on what they did made a lot of sense to me. So that was uh, that was the beginning of my journey. It was essentially a cold call out of the blue. Wow, that's great. How did you know that you could ultimately make a career out of this? I mean, it can be very, very competitive, you know, what you're doing. Um, I don't know that I, that I knew I could be because I hadn't done it before. But, you know, the concept made sense. The product that was being marketed made sense. And I figured if other people were doing it, you know, I'm going to give it a go. And, um, you know, just there was enough history uh, with the profession of network marketing when I did my research and due diligence that, you know, it, it had been done before. And if it had been done before, I figured I could do it. So, I, you know, I started doing it. And the reality is the first couple of years was not a huge success for me. The first couple of years were uh, pretty dismal from a financial gain standpoint, but I was willing to stick to it. And because of my willingness to not give up, that's why I've succeeded. Okay. What do you think turned it around for you? I mean, were there some fundamental differences between what you did later versus what you were doing when you started? Yeah, I think for sure. Uh, Skill development uh, is certainly one thing, learning through uh, my own experiences, uh, being a student, and uh, and I say this in my seminars, soak and apply. Soak in the information, but apply what you learn. And so I was a voracious student, uh, willing to be coachable, and so over time I was able to develop the skills that I didn't have the first day I walked in the door, and uh, the, the, the more you acquire skills and put those skills into action, the bigger result you generally have. Yeah, that makes an awful lot of sense. It sounds like you did a lot of research before you decided to jump in and do this. Is that right? Uh, no, not, that's not no? actually correct. I mean, I saw the opportunity. It made sense to me. I didn't have any pre-existing experience or um, mm -hmm. you know, a friend or neighbor that told me something or did something that they had a negative experience about. So I took their negative experience and you know, made it my own like a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. um, selling, you know, I just saw it. It made, it made sense. You mean, we sell this stuff, we make money, we recruit other people, we make money, we make an override on what they do. I'm in. Mm -hmm. okay. And, you know, over time, as I was going through my initial first few months, I was like, what is this network marketing thing? So I started to look around and do a little bit of research and this is before the internet existed. So trying to do research back then, yeah. I was a little bit more challenging than it is today. Absolutely. So were you in several different organizations before you ultimately got to where you are now, or did you stick with that one organization and, and build a big team? Well, I've built big teams in seven companies in 23 years. So okay. um, I, have, you know, the, I think a lot of times the industry is, is purported as, you know, find your deal, find the company, work for four years, and then retire. And, you know, hey, if you find the, the right thing that lasts forever and ever, amen, that's, that's obviously a great thing. And I'm sure ideally that's probably what we'd all be looking for. But, mm -hmm. you know, the reality for me is um, it didn't work out that way. I've been in seven companies that I've built to the top of their compensation structures. And in each one of those, I've made uh, an awful lot of money. And, um, you know, I still have the freedom to, to come and go as I please. I've just had to do it in 
and you know a little bit more than a handful of companies over the last couple of decades. That's great. So being in this industry for as long as you have, you've seen some really great organizations and some that maybe you didn't think much of a future. And of course, we're not going to name any names. But what I want to do is ask, how do you identify a good opportunity in direct sales, given how many different businesses of this type there are out there? How do you know a good organization from one that probably won't be for you? That's a great question. And there's uh, a number of factors that I personally look at. Uh, I may I may look at something as simple as the name of the company. You know, did uh-huh. did the CEO, the owner, the founder actually think of a name that would be a, a lasting brand, or did they just throw something together like MegacashMoneyMachine.com? You know, I don't that doesn't exist. But I mean, some of the right. stuff that I've seen that come come out in the marketplace is ridiculous. I look at their website, see if they actually, you know, took some time to to create something. If they're talking about a mega opportunity, you know, let's see what their website looks like, the the, the management and their history and their background. Uh, the product is is obviously important. The marketability of the product, you know, that you know, wh- whether it's a binary, a unilevel, a, you know, whatever compensation structure doesn't. That's not as important to me as who's running the company because who's running the company is is the bottom line. We we have you know control of our destiny as independent distributors, but uh, in the end, the person that writes the check is the person that is running and owns the company. So that's a very important thing: is who is in charge of the deal. Yeah, and and that makes sense. Even if you're not working in network marketing, I mean, if you are getting a job somewhere and that's what you want to do, uh, and you're with a company that appears to be really credible, it's really important to know who, who the management team is, what their level of experience is. You don't want just any Joe Schmo running the company who hasn't had a ton of experience or a ton of success, because how can you possibly trust the direction they plan on taking the company? Exactly. Exactly. So let me ask you this. Um, Now that you're a trainer, I mean, you've progressed in this career, in this industry, to the point where you are now a trainer, and you you are a very successful trainer. Did your experiences in direct sales help you formulate your training philosophy? In other words, I saw this trainer when I was working through the system do this and this and this, and that's definitely how I want to train. And I saw others who didn't pay attention to this, this, and this, and I definitely don't want to be that guy. Was your, is your training philosophy formed by a, a compilation of your experiences? I would say yes to that, uh, that question. And most importantly, my, my training comes from my experience in the field. So I train on, uh, stuff that I personally did that I used in, in my business that, uh, made me successful. So I'm the, the perspective that my listeners or viewers get is truly a field perspective. They're learning from somebody who's been there and done it rather than somebody who maybe read one book and decided they wanted to be a speaker or a trainer. I never anticipated on doing what I'm doing today. It was mm-hmm. a door that opened up. Uh, nine years ago, somebody invited me to speak at an event. I had mm-hmm. no plan on being a speaker, but uh, now that's what I do. Yeah. And not only the better on that philosophy, but the idea that someone is still doing it and field testing with their teaching is also extremely important. I mean, there's a huge difference between learning from someone who's still doing something in the field versus someone who hasn't been in the field in 10, in 10 years and still trying to teach the same stuff that maybe doesn't work anymore because the market has changed and the economy has changed. Does that make sense? Oh, it totally makes sense. I mean, there are guys that are teaching that haven't built a company in over 20 years, so they, don't, they can't fully relate to what's going on in the market today. Yeah, it kind of it kind of makes me wonder how they even, you know, how they're even successful trainers. I mean, how can, how can they, if they don't, if they're not still in the field training? 
All right. So uh, we are coming up against our first break here pretty shortly. My special guest is uh, Todd Falcone. He is a master trainer to the network marketing industry. We talked about how we got started and uh, his training philosophy and the fact that he is now a trainer. And we talked about how to identify a really good opportunity in direct sales and all the businesses that are out there. We're going to talk about some really interesting things coming after the break. We're going to talk about something that we've never really specifically talked about on this show before, and that is mental toughness. And that is such an important factor in succeeding in any industry. So we will come back right after the break. Please stay with us. We'll be right back on the other side. This is Success Profiles Radio. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Be listening for Healthline Radio with Dr. Alan H. Pressman, Mondays at 11 a.m. Eastern on the Rockstar Radio Network. Dr. Pressman is an author, certified nutritionist, educator, and researcher, and he'll be discussing health and wellness in a direct and dynamic style that encourages you not only to listen, but to take action to improve your well-being. His goal is to give you cutting-edge nutritional views. His focus is on cardiovascular health, neurological support, aging and digestive issues. Men's and women's health concerns are also covered, plus information you need to help manage your personal health and to start living a vibrant, abundant life. Healthline Radio has been on the air since 1974 with a huge listenership. It's time you turned into This Show Could Save Your Life. For more on the show, check out the doctor's website, drpressman.com. Then join us for Healthline Radio with Dr. Alan Pressman, Mondays at 11 a.m. Eastern on the Rockstar Radio Network. In today's business world, you have to be LinkedIn. LinkedIn, it's a great tool. And Carol McManus is the LinkedIn lady. Join us for the LinkedIn Lady Show every weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Carol is here to show you and your business how every social media site has a specific demographic, personality, and purpose that can benefit you. In each show, the LinkedIn Lady will have a variety of guests, such as business owners who will showcase their businesses and talk about how they're using social media to stay in touch with not only customers, but to attract new relationships that become customers. Other guests will be experts in social media who will speak to the use of Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google, Plaxo, Squidoo, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. Join us for the LinkedIn Lady Show with your host, Carol McManus, every weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio, and my very special guest this week is Todd Falcone, master trainer to the network marketing industry. We've been talking about how he got his start and, and the fact that he's now training 
tens of thousands of, of network marketing distributors uh, a year. So one thing I want to talk about next, Todd, is something that we've never really talked about on this show before, and that's the importance of mental toughness to succeeding. I mean, a lot of people talk about having goals, and you know, we'll talk about that too, and having a positive attitude and never giving up. But mental toughness is something that really gets overlooked. I think people talk about that in sports an awful lot, but people don't really talk about that so much in business. What, what do you think? I mean, you've written a, a thing called Seven Steps to Mental Toughness. So let's talk about that for a little while. Well, if you're, as an entrepreneur, uh, you know, you're, you're stepping outside of the box from what a majority of people are doing. And there's, <clears throat> there's a lot of pushback in the marketplace that you're going to experience. You're certainly going to have your roadblocks and things that you get got to get around and over and through. And uh, mm-hmm. oftentimes people can feel defeated uh, through their experience, not seeing the result based on the effort that they're putting forth. And it's critically important that you maintain some mental toughness in those tough times to keep you in there. Otherwise, you're toast. I mean, if you if you can't keep it together mentally and you start letting yourself uh, – your mind play tricks on you, if you will, uh, you're not going to last very long. No, absolutely. One of the things you talk about is just the idea of staying in the game. You describe it as physical conditioning, but you talk about just staying in the game and, and not not giving up. Yeah, well, I mean, it, 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 in anything that you're doing, if, if it's golf or any other any other sport, any other activity, you can't, you can't get good at it and, and be – prepared for what happens in the field if you never get on the field of play. So mm-hmm. physical conditioning when it comes to entrepreneurship is is being active each and every day and putting yourself out there to, you know, live those experiences and learn from those experiences. And if you just sit on the sidelines and watch it or read mm-hmm. about it or talk mm-hmm. about it, you never get any kind of conditioning that goes on from a physical standpoint. No, that's that's very, very true. There's a huge difference between reading about it and listening to it versus actually doing it. You also talk about you know, having positive input, you know, every single day. Obviously, if, if you spend a lot of time reading the entertainment magazines and watching the news, that's certainly not the same kind of input as reading and listening to people who are successful and talking about how they do it. Well, it's, it's really important, uh, two things, who you're surrounding yourself with. Yes. You know, who are you hanging out with? I mean, your net worth is going to be likely an average of the five or six people that you hang out with the most. So I would take an inventory on, on your friends and who you're spending most of your time with. And then what are you putting in your brain every day? Uh, mm-hmm. you know, are you, are you reading something that's inspirational, that's motivational, that, uh, is, is something that helps you acquire knowledge and whatever it is that you're pursuing. That's super important. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't, I mean, I read, I have, I have an extensive library and my library consists of personal development books. I, I mean, for me, that's that's pleasure reading. On my on my bookshelf or next to my bed, it's not a it's not a novel. It's something that's going to help me learn something new that I can apply in my business, so that I'm more effective as I as I'm out there doing whatever it is I'm doing in my business each and every day. Yeah, and you know what? I'm I'm the same way. I'm building my library too. In fact. One of my favorite gifts, you know, whether it's Christmas or birthdays, is a Barnes & Noble gift card. Anyone who knows me knows that that's one of the things that makes me happiest. And I will go and I will spend that. And I will buy a book, go read on weekends. And on, on weekends that it's nice outside, I'll spend time, you know, instead of just laying out there and doing nothing, I'll, I'll read. And it's a great way to have input, especially, you know, if you've got CDs in your car like we were talking about too, is uh, just having that positive input and really, uh, and you talk about something else. You talk about affirmations. Well, if 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 you're telling yourself every day, I don't know mm-hmm. if I can do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is hard. Mm-hmm. Your unconscious mm-hmm. mind does you, 
does not, they don't, it, it doesn't take it as a joke. Oh, I can't do it. I guess I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm feeling so down and out and terrible. And, and if you're telling yourself that kind of stuff every day, that's how you're going to feel. I mean, I, I know when, if I'm getting sick, I'm telling myself, I feel great. I feel mm-hmm. awesome. I feel healthy. I feel alert. I feel all of these great things. I'm, I don't buy into how my body is, is feeling because the times that I've done that, oh, I'm feeling awful. And I keep telling other people I'm feeling awful. The next thing you know, it ends, ends up taking me over and I end up getting sick, which is a, a rarity. About once every two years, I get down for the count for a sickness, which is yeah. pretty rare. Most people get sick at least once or twice a year. Yeah. I mean, I probably only get sick maybe once a year or once every other year myself. And on that note, I mean, one thing that Zig Ziglar talks about, and he's, you know, one of the greatest, you know, motivational speakers and authors of our time. He, when when someone asks him, how you doing? He'll say, I'm super great and getting better. And and it's not just a bunch of baloney. I mean, that he honestly, genuinely projected that out to the world. And, you know, when, and when that is the worldview that you're projecting out to the world, you're going to get back what you put out to the world. So that's so important. Um, you also talk about uh, visualizing what you want. I mean, not just imagining and thinking about where you are now, but imagining where you really, really want to go. And that's so powerful as well. Well, you know, in, in, the, in the book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, the first habit is, is beginning with the end in mind. You know, hmm. seeing yourself, whatever it is that you're doing, seeing that project, that thing through to completion, having a, and having mm-hmm. a plan and with which to, to get to wherever that destination is. So if you don't if you don't know where you're going, you're likely not to ever get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I, I also love something that you talk about, just the idea of reinventing yourself. I think of uh, a lot of actors and a lot of artists, uh, musical artists, who th- they'll have a, you know, a couple of albums and then they'll decide to totally change up what they're doing. It's just a, a reinventing themselves. It's a way of keeping fresh. It's a way of staying fresh and, and stretching themselves. But I think that's very, very important too. And I think you know, there are some, certainly some applications in business to some, trying something new. Well, when, when somebody is brand new to, let's say, entrepreneurship, and if we're talking about network marketing, mm-hmm. uh, maybe they, they don't have success yet, but they can, they can act the part until they become the part. And, and a mm-hmm. phrase that's used all the time is fake it till you make it. And I think people uh, don't understand that. They think it's about faking other people out uh, to, to make, it, make it look like, oh, I'm super successful when I'm not. It's really more about faking you out into believing that it's possible for you. And just mm-hmm. like an actor and in, in a part in a movie, they play a part. You can play the successful part before you actually become the part. And when you do, over time, that part will actually become you. Yeah, exactly. And there are a few more that, that you talk about in the steps to developing mental toughness. I don't want to give all of them away. I know that this is available on your website as a free training. Tell us a little bit about what your website is, and we'll definitely revisit this toward the end of the show. But how can people learn more about you right now that we're talking about it? Well, my main website, if somebody wants to, to get a copy of Seven Steps to Mental Toughness, they can just go to toddfalcone.com. That's T-O-D-D-F-A-L-C-O-N-E.com. And they can plug into my newsletter called The Fearless Networker, and that's one of the first mm-hmm. things that you receive. Yeah, and I did that over the weekend, and I'm looking forward to you know, hearing from you on a weekly basis. I, I think your, your material is absolutely tremendous. So um, next thing I want to talk about, about uh, is what do you think makes people successful and what makes people not be successful? <laughs> uh, action makes people successful. Inaction doesn't. That's one thing. I mean, that's a pretty big sure. question, but uh, yeah, it is. You know, uh, making a decision that you're actually going to do something and eliminating, you know, drawing a line in the sand and eliminating any outs, mm-hmm. uh, you know, burning your ships, if you will. 
so that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, instead of going into something with, hey, I'm going to give this a try and see how it goes. And if, it, if it pans out the way I expect it to be in the first X amount of months, then cool, I'll stay. But if it doesn't, then I'm going to go somewhere else. And you can't possibly be successful in anything if you've already got a road out. So uh, what differentiates somebody from, who's successful than someone who isn't is making a decision, creating a plan to get there, uh, taking consistent daily action, learning from your mistakes, learning from your successes as well. And mm-hmm. continuing to evolve yourself and improve yourself along the way. That's that's really awesome. I really like that thought that you just shared that you have to take away all of the outs that there are. Because if you kind of hold on to that one thing, you know, just in case, you're never, ever fully committed to the idea. I mean, you, you take a look at the story of Moses and the Red Sea. The Red Sea did not part until... Moses put his foot in the water. The Red Sea did not part first. He had to commit to the idea of putting his foot in the water, and then the Red Sea parted. So I, I love I love that thought a lot. Uh, I also want to ask uh, specifically about network marketing and direct sales. And uh, there have been a lot of things written about it, a lot of people who are doing it, and it, it has the potential. I mean, obviously it is for you and for a lot of people that are successful. For someone out there who's not doing direct sales and they think, hmm, this could be a really wonderful vehicle for building wealth, why do you think some people shy away from something like this or even shy away from starting their own businesses to begin with? Well, I think some people shy away from network marketing because they have some idea in their mind as to what it is, and typically it's a misunderstanding. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, In fact, I interviewed a woman recently who you know, blew it off for 10 years because of what she thought it was, and she had no prior experience personally with it at all. She just heard something about it. And then when she finally actually took a look at it, she was kicking herself going, what in the world have I been doing avoiding this amazing thing? And now she's one of the most successful people I know in network marketing. So, you know, people shy away from it from a, a number of reasons. I think it's um, certainly a misunderstanding from, from of what the profession actually is. They think it's something that it isn't. And mm-hmm. from the standpoint of entrepreneurship in general, I a lot of it's fear. It's, you know, people are afraid to, to step out of the box and do their own thing. They're so uh, accustomed to being taught to do something and, you know, mm-hmm. go get a job, go work for somebody else. And that, mm-hmm. that that's the road to security. And we've all found out that that really is not the road to security, especially the way the economy has been the last few years. Right. Do you think self-discipline might be uh, a reason why people don't? Maybe they know deep down they're not self-disciplined enough to make it work. Or do you think that that falls into the excuse category a little bit? I definitely think that falls into the excuse category. Um, accountability is everything in this business. Mm-hmm. You know, being personally accountable, if it is to be, it's up to me. And mm-hmm. uh, I think some people are certainly afraid of the commitment. You know, wow, I, you know, I actually have to commit to this. And it does take a commitment. If you're going to be successful in anything, it requires a commitment. Absolutely. And you also have to have a strong enough reason why you're doing it in the first place. Is it to build wealth? Is it to get away from your J-O-B? Is it because you want to uh, spend your life retired? Is it because you want to travel the world? Uh, You have to have a really strong enough reason why. We've got just a few seconds left. Um, We are talking with Todd Falcone. He is a master trainer to the network marketing industry. We've been talking about his career's the trainer. We've been talking about mental toughness, what helps people be successful and what some people uh, do or don't do to facilitate that success. And of course, network marketing and direct sales can be a wonderful vehicle to wealth if you are willing to take action, if you are willing to be disciplined, and if you are willing to be accountable and have a strong enough reason why we are up against a break. This is Success Profiles Radio. We'll be right back on the other side. Stay with us.
The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Get ready for resources, tools, and support to help you build a successful business and live an awesome life. It's the Women's Business Success Show with your host, founder of the Association of Women Entrepreneurs, Tara McHugh. Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Each show will feature a special guest interview. Tara will bring you highly successful entrepreneurs sharing their stories of success. You'll hear about the challenges they faced along their journey together with the advice they have to help you achieve more. You'll also hear from various personal and business development experts sharing tips, solutions, and strategies that you can easily implement into your business and life for amazing results. For more on Tara and her show, check out her website, aofwe.com. Then join us for the Women's Business Success Show with your host, the founder of the Association of Women Entrepreneurs, Tara McHugh. Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Kemer Twins, Melody in Maryland for Double Trouble Talk Radio every Tuesday night at 9 Central, 7 Pacific on Toginet.com. They're authors, speakers, entertainers, coaches, and the creators of the Double Trouble Transformation System for Success. As much as anybody else, oh yeah. Each highly energized show will feature interviews with celebrities, small business owners, corporate leaders, entrepreneurs, and other special guests sharing valuable insights. You'll learn how successful leaders use doubly effective communication techniques to dramatically increase sales, increase customer retention, increase productivity, and improve employee attitudes. For more on what the twins are up to, check out their website, KemerTwins.com. Then join the Kemer Twins, Melody and Marilyn, every Tuesday night at 9 Central, 7 Pacific on Toginet.com for Double Trouble Talk Radio. Okay, you're on, girls. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. We're talking with my very special guest, Todd Falcone, who is a master trainer to the network marketing industry. If you do want to call in and talk with Todd and participate in our discussion, our phone number is 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519. What I want to talk about next, Todd, is the idea of, uh, of prospecting and knowing how to approach somebody when you're building a business. I know that when people are building a business, that's one of the things that uh, can be a little scary. It's sort of one of those big unknowns. How do I, first of all, find people to talk to? And then once I find people to talk to, how do I talk to them? So let's talk about that and how, how you organize your training and how you help someone new go through those initial steps. Well, you're right. The first two questions out of someone's mouth are, I get this, but who do I talk to and what do I say? And if you don't know what to say, you're not likely to say anything. So one of the first things that I do with everyone is I get them started with some kind of script and give them the words, put the words in their mouth so that they can study something so they know how to approach somebody and what to say. Because if you're brand new to this, you don't know what to say. You don't know how to pique their interest or engage somebody in conversation specifically about your product or your opportunity that's being marketed. Uh But if you're given a script and you're taught how to do it, 
then you can actually do something with it and be effective at it. Absolutely. Do you find that these techniques that you teach are, are I mean, obviously they're most applicable to the direct marketing industry. Do you find that there are some applications outside of direct marketing too, if someone's selling, say, for a, a large company, for example? Oh, for sure. I mean, in, in big companies and small companies, I started out in, in college and I had a guy write out a script for me on how to sell cable television door to door. It was my first sales job and and I didn't know what to say and he was good at it. So he wrote down a script literally on paper in the back of his van and mm -hmm. I memorized the script and that's what I used to, to sell and I became one of the top sales guys in that company. That's awesome. Is this one of the resources on your website or is this part of your training program somehow? Yeah, I have, a, I have a book that I put together. It's called The Little Black Book of Scripts. And what I do to you know, essentially acclimate somebody to me and, and give them a chance to see what, what I have is I give them what's called my go-to script. And that's the one script that I use more than any other script in my entire training arsenal for different approaches. And uh, anybody who's listening to the show can go grab a free copy of it if they just go to littleblackbookofscripts.com. And uh, they'll get not only the script, but also a 20-minute video training of me teaching you how to use the script. So it's Little Black Book of Scripts, S-C-R-I-P-T-S dot com, and they can go instantly download it for free. Great. www.littleblackbookofscripts.com, and it's free. You can download it for free. That's very generous, Todd. I really appreciate that you're doing that. Um, let's talk also a little bit about how you use social media in your business. I know that I've talked with people on the show who tend to like Twitter a lot. I've talked to people who like LinkedIn a lot. I've talked to people who like Pinterest. You like Facebook an awful lot. So how, how do you use Facebook in your business and how did you decide what the best mix of social media was for you and what you're doing? I'm definitely heavily, heavily involved on Facebook. I use LinkedIn. I have a Twitter account with about 30,000 followers. I use all, you know, whatever is happening in the social media arena. Pinterest is obviously relatively new. Uh -huh. uh, but, but Facebook, you know, enables me to develop relationships with people that maybe I wouldn't otherwise know. I mean, you know, you're a Facebook friend in quotation marks, but you may uh -huh. not actually be their friend. They, they may have like interest with you and want to kind of peek in on you and see who you are. And, and Facebook enables me to allow individuals to find out more about me and what I do in both my business and my personal life and really, really gives me an opportunity to, to reach out to a much larger group of people and essentially get to know them from afar where mm -hmm. the relationship can begin and then I can take it offline and get to know those people if I choose to. Mm -hmm. Do you find that it's easier to promote your trainings and your live events and, and things that you've written using Facebook a lot more so than Twitter then? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, I tend to get a, a lot more activity and a lot more visibility on, on Facebook than I do on Twitter. I use all of the above, but Facebook, mm -hmm. I, can, I can directly track the results with people jumping on my conference calls or my trainings through Facebook than on Twitter. It definitely okay. gets me way more viewers, way more listeners that way. Okay. Do you use paid ads as well, or do you basically stay with the free route on Facebook? No, I definitely do uh, Facebook pay-per-click. Uh, so I've definitely done quite a bit of advertising on Facebook to generate new fans to my Facebook fan page to generate new business for different products that are specifically applicable to network marketing. So I do, I do both. Okay. I have never done um, paid ads on Facebook. Is that hard to set up? Or if you were going to do something like that, what, I mean, I suppose it depends on the scope of your projects too, but what, what kind of a budget should someone uh, plan on for their social media if they plan on being really serious about building their business? 
I would say uh, working with a budget that's not going to put you out of business next month. So it's all it's all born out in the testing. So you mm. know, start small. It's not hard to figure out uh, as far as how to actually place the ad. Uh-huh. Uh, but you definitely need to be testing. Uh, you need to be split testing. So split testing copy, split testing headlines, uh, making sure that whatever you're doing has some kind of capture mechanism. I see a lot of people that will advertise, but then they fail to put into play some kind of website that specifically captures their information, which doesn't enable you to track it. So the whole uh-huh. thing about pay-per-click advertising is is testing and tracking. Those are the two two primary things that I would certainly suggest. Make sure you're testing with different headlines, different words, different sites, different you know uh, images that you might use in an ad. And mm. uh, make sure you're, you're testing that stuff so you know what's working and you improve on what's working and what's not working, you dump it. That's a great idea. I think a lot of people just put stuff out there without testing it and then they wonder why it doesn't work. Well, because you didn't test a couple different ways of doing it. So I certainly can, can appreciate the fact that you know testing is, is very, very important. Let's talk a little bit about your blog. I was on your website this weekend, and I know that you do text blogs and you do video blogs. Do you have a preference as to one or the other, or do you think a healthy mix is good for anybody? Well, that's a great question. Uh, I historically have done primarily video blogs, and I do that because I'm decent on camera. Uh And there are a lot of people that are doing video blogs that shouldn't be on camera. So. If you're not good and comfortable in front of a camera, stay off the camera and make sure you're writing content. But from the standpoint of like SEO, search engine, search engine optimization, and, and getting organic traffic, uh, you're, you have historically been better off doing text on blogs, but that's beginning to change where uh, you, know, you posting a video up on your blog becomes a little bit more searchable through the search engine. So I think a good healthy mix of both is a good idea. Yeah, uh, Google tends to like videos an awful lot. I mean, I searched, I searched you, Todd Falcone, on Google, and I, I found some some websites, and I also saw some. I think I saw some videos too. So definitely, that's a testament that a mix of both is certainly a great idea. And again, I'm sure it probably depends on what it is that you're trying to promote too. And I like the idea too that you talked about how it's probably more appropriate, you know, for some than for others. Um, what do you think of the idea of doing videos professionally versus just doing it, you know, with your little flip phone or a web camera or whatever? Do you think it makes a difference in the amount of traffic that you get, or just get it done? Well, I would I would initially answer that with it depends, but mm-hmm. I personally prefer to do non professionally produced video. It creates mm-hmm. a realness to what I'm doing, and and I've done both. I mean, I've done green screen stuff, and I've you know, 95% of the videos are shot with my iMac, just the camera that's looking at me from my iMac, and some of it's done with other cameras that aren't, you know, some are mics, some are external mics, some I've got a lav mic, but you know, I don't mm-hmm. run into a studio, and it makes it easy because anybody can produce a video. I could get off this radio show and you know, produce a video, talk about it. Ten minutes later, that thing's up, up and running on the internet, and people are able to see it. So, I, I yeah. prefer the less uh, professional side. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that certainly makes a lot of sense. I want to flip the page a little bit and talk about something just a little bit different. Um, some of my last guests that I've talked to have also been uh, entrepreneurs or work at home parents, and I want to address this with you. Um, obviously, there's you know building your career, but there's also maintaining a strong family unit at home. How do you strike a balance between the two? Because I, I think you probably do an awful lot of traveling. So what is it that, that helps you maintain a strong balance between work and play and family? 
Well, knowing that if I was on my deathbed, that uh, would I regret more not seeing my kids and spending time with my family or would I regret, you know, I didn't work hard enough. So, right. you know, the pr priority for me is, you know, if I was on my deathbed, I'd be regretting not spending more time with my loved ones. So uh -huh. I just simply, it's just part of what I do. The fact that I have a home-based business enables me to uh, go play with my kids on a whim, go outside and throw the ball around or go take my kid to the skate park or whatever it might be. And uh, it's just, it's a matter of prioritizing. And mm -hmm. uh, it's important for me to, to run a successful and profitable business. But at the same time, it's important for me to spend time with my kids and my spouse. Yeah. Do you do, you do an awful lot of traveling in your business? I know you do trainings. Do you, do you do a lot of conferences or do you do uh, structure it so that some of your events are in your hometown? Most of my events are not in my hometown. I do an awful lot of travel. Uh, last year, I think I did 42 live events. So uh, 40 weeks or so of the year I was traveling. Uh, but the cool thing is, is, you know, most of my travels on, a, you know, Friday through Sunday and then the rest of the week I'm at home. So uh -huh. it's very different than, you know, a, a corporate business traveler where they leave on Monday, they come back on Friday and they get two days with their kids. I'm, I'm at home. My, my business is at my house. I fly out for a few days, do an event and come home. And it enables me to, to have that balance. That's great. I think especially since you get to have your time at home during the week with your kids, I think is really important because you're there when they go to school and you're there when they come home from school and you can participate in their uh, activities after school and, and you know, coach them or do whatever else it is you do with them. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, let's see. What else was I going to ask you about? Let's talk a little bit about mentoring. I know we talked, we touched on this a little bit before. We talked about accountability. Um, actually, we'll probably end up revisiting that one after the break because we do only have just a few seconds before our break. But uh, we are talking with Todd Falcone. Uh, he is a master trainer to the network marketing industry. We've been talking about his success in the direct marketing industry. We've been talking about his success as a trainer. In this last segment, we talked about the importance of prospecting and scripting. Not only is it so important to know who you're going to talk to when you're building a new business, but it's also equally important, if not more so, to know what you're going to say when you finally identify somebody. And we also talked about social media and how important that is uh, in the building of your business. So we definitely will be coming back to you after, after this last break. We'll be talking about some other very, very important things. We'll be talking about the idea of mentoring. We'll talk about goal setting, and we'll talk about something that people don't necessarily talk about, and that's getting stuff done fast. I mean, getting stuff done is important, but getting it fast is the key to success, and we will revisit all of those topics in our final segment right after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Get ready for resources, tools, and support to help you build a successful business and live an awesome life. It's the Women's Business Success Show with your host, founder of the Association of Women Entrepreneurs, Tara McHugh. Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Each show will feature a special guest interview. 
Tara will bring you highly successful entrepreneurs sharing their stories of success. You'll hear about the challenges they faced along their journey together with the advice they have to help you achieve more. You'll also hear from various personal and business development experts sharing tips, solutions, and strategies that you can easily implement into your business and life for amazing results. For more on Tara and her show, check out her website, aofwe.com. Then join us for the Women's Business Success Show with your host, the founder of the Association of Women Entrepreneurs, Tara McHugh. Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you've ever been confused about the facts surrounding non-surgical rejuvenation and cosmetic plastic surgery, we're pleased to introduce to the Rockstar Radio Network audience, Spirit Lift, Plastic Surgery for the Soul. Each Thursday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, host Kim McKenna and plastic surgeon Dr. Sadi Irfani will help dispel the myths surrounding this exciting field and lift the veil of mystery on a very important topic. With advances in nutrition and self-care, many of us want to look as young and vibrant outside as we feel inside. Plus, listeners will be able to call in live and share their questions and get advice on the air. A show where you will learn how to look and feel your best and be your best. Join us to have your spirit lifted on Spirit Lift, Plastic Surgery for the Soul. Each Thursday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My special guest this week is Todd Falcone, who is a master trainer to the network marketing industry. I want to talk about something that we talked about a little bit earlier when we talked about accountability, Todd, and that is the idea of of mentoring and how important it is to have a coach and to follow someone who's done exactly what you're trying to do. Um, when you when you train people, how how important is that, and and how do you basically help people get started? Well, the whole idea of coaching can we can probably talk for hours on that. I mean, there's different levels of coaching and mentorship, but uh, you know, it, it, I, I use the, the analogy of like a personal personal fitness trainer. If you were mm. if you wanted to get fit, and you know how to, you probably know you know some eliminate the cheeseburgers and the French fries every day and work out, drink more water. You know the basics of of get, you know losing weight. Uh, mm-hmm. But, so, you know, some people can't seem to get themselves to actually do those things. But if they hired a coach or a personal fitness trainer who watched over them, who worked them out, who required them to turn, to turn in a food journal every day uh, and held them accountable, having somebody to hold them accountable to the things that they want, the, the likelihood of them actually doing those things are increased by multiple fold. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're if you're in a business and you don't have, you know, you know, in a business that require, you know, requires you to be self-employed and you got to learn to be self-employed, uh, sometimes it takes a little while to learn those new habits of mm-hmm. being personally accountable. I mean, you got to be able to go in the bathroom, look in the mirror and, and ask yourself the question, would I hire me? And mm-hmm. how are you, and, and how are you going to answer that? Are you going to answer, well, maybe not really today, not really yesterday, but sometimes that, that's not a good answer. So yeah. As an entrepreneur, you got to be able to go in, look at yourself in the mirror, and say, you know, say yes to the question, "Would I hire me?" If if you're mm-hmm. looking for somebody to run your company and do whatever it took in order for you to be successful, can you answer yes to that? And if you can't, 
uh, then a good idea would be hiring a coach, somebody that can hold you accountable until you learn those activities that are required and learn those new habits that are required to become successful. Yeah. And if you are in a direct marketing organization, let's just say that the person who brought you into the organization doesn't seem to be showing much of an interest in you. It's okay to go a little higher up the chain and maybe find someone who is willing to help you a little bit or maybe go outside of your chain to someone like yourself who does training and, and you know gets some of that expertise. Um, do you find a lot of that going on or do you find that the organizations that you've been in, people have been very willing to mentor the people they're bringing in? Uh, you, you find both. I mean, they're, they're disappearing sponsors, people that sign people up and it's like they're throwing pasta up against the wall and hoping that it sticks and, mm-hmm. and they don't provide any support and assistance. And that's tough for a new person who's brand new. They've never done it before to, to not have any guidance from somebody that knows what they're doing. Uh, it's one of the reasons, you know, I'm as successful as I am as a speaker, coach and trainer is because mm-hmm. people People have those options. They don't have to be, oh, well, my sponsor's not willing to help me, so you know I'm out of luck. They can search out someone like myself where they can get the resources, they can get the training, they can get the mentorship so that yeah. they can begin figuring it out and they don't have to do it all on their own. Right, and you're not connected to any one particular direct marketing organization. You, you are available to everyone no matter what group they're in. Is that right? Yeah, I train for all sorts of different network marketing, direct sales companies in multiple countries, so – uh, I think last year I spoke for probably a hundred different companies. Mm. That's you're you're staying very busy. That's really incredible. Um, one thing too that I find with with organizations that sometimes makes mentoring a little bit harder. Some organizations seem so focused on recruiting people to be in their group, and other are focused you know, very much so on the product or service they're promoting, but there has to be a healthy balance in order for a group to grow because if you're focusing so much on building an organization and you're not focusing on selling anything, then guess what? Without sales, your group isn't going to grow anyway, so people give up <laughs> when there's no money coming in. Well, I mean, no matter what you're selling, whatever good or service it is that you're selling, you're paid by end users consuming or using whatever that thing is that you might be selling. So it's not about just recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. Mm-hmm. The concept of network marketing is brilliant because it enables an individual to you know, gather a handful of customers. They don't have to go have 1,000 or 500 or even 100 customers. They can have a handful of customers, go recruit somebody else, uh, teach them how to go gather a handful of customers and perpetuate that process ad infinitum. And that's what leads to the bigger money is you having, you're creating a distribution network of a lot of people doing a little bit. And it's powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is really powerful. It seems like a lot of major corporations are are stepping into that ring a little bit and just realizing the idea of broadcasting this big message on television or radio or magazines or whatever isn't generating the return. I think people are, big, especially in this economy, uh, groups and companies are looking more at what is their return rather than just, you know, let's build a brand and hope people kind of remember us and find us. There doesn't seem to be a lot of utility in that, and I think this is a very good vehicle for something like that. I mean, we talk about the idea of mentoring and, and having a coach. And one, th- one of the first things that a coach, a good coach, should do, and I'm sure you do too, is helping someone define what they really want out of this experience, which leads us to getting goals and setting goals. So uh, what do you think are some of the most important components in, in goal setting, and, and how do you typically lead people through that process? Well, if I'm, if I'm working with a new distributor or a distributor is working with a new person, uh, sitting down with that, that new individual that you just signed up and having you know just a little heart-to-heart conversation with them. What's your plan? What, do you, what would you like to have happen here? Is this going to be a part-time experience for you? Do you I mean, because some people come in, they just want to make some extra money, and some people want to get out of whatever it is they're doing. So uh-huh. you know, being on the same page with uh-huh. each 
person individually is critically important. Not everybody's going to go at the same pace. And then knowing, you know, coming up with a, a plan, like, okay, so what's your schedule and, and when, when will you be working the business? Uh, what, at what hour so I can be available to support you? And then coming up with some kind of framework as far as what, you know, what are we, what, what are we looking to do here? We've got to rise in rank. Every compensation plan, you, you, you've got to rise through the rank. Just, I mean, you start out as a distributor and then you, you know, build a little group and it takes you to this level and you build a bigger group and it takes you to that level. And that's, you know, that's part of the process of anything. So it's, it's like, okay, so what, let's, let's look at the compensation plan. Let's look at the hours that you're willing to work, the time that you're willing to put in, and let's create a plan to get you from this point to the next point to the next point to the ultimate destination, wherever that might be. So, and then you got to have date. You got to have, you can't just throw something out there and go, I want to be at this position someday. Well, when do you want to get there? And then we work backwards and we look at what is required uh, in order to, for you to get to that position. And then we look at, are you willing to put forth the necessary effort where that goal makes sense? Cause somebody says, Oh, I want to be a millionaire next month. Well, that's not a really, that's uh, mm-hmm. not, it's, <laughs> Not that it's not possible. I mean, somebody right. could feasibly do that, I suppose. But let's let's look at something that's realistic and achievable. Yeah, I, I like that what you just shared. And Brian Tracy refers to that as back to the future thinking. You think about what do you want to end with, where do you want to be, and then you work backwards. Well, let's talk about the steps that are involved in getting to that, and then work our action plan backwards to help you get to where you ultimately want to be at the end. I think that's absolutely brilliant. And I think one of the most important things about goal setting too is, you know, we talked about this a little bit earlier, having a strong enough reason why you want to do it. Having a goal is good and fine, but if you don't have a really strong reason for doing it, you're probably going to give up on it a lot sooner. That's that's absolutely correct. You know, yeah. you don't know where you're going. So yeah. it's like uh, well, I don't even know where I'm going, so I might as well just stop what I'm doing because I have no idea what my destination is, or I have no plan to get there. You got to plan. And uh, yeah. you, most people heard the phrase: if you if you if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And I believe that's yeah. true. And I think a lot of times too, when people you know have the reason why, well, because I want to retire. Okay, well, what's it going to require for you to retire? Well, I want to make X number of dollars a year. Great. Well, what are you going to have to do to achieve that income level? How many people are you going to have to sponsor? How much volume are you going to have to have? What activities is going to be required for you to get to that? And again, you have to work your way backwards. But just to say, oh, I want to retire or, oh, I want to have a million dollars. Okay, so, and you're going to do that. What with that? Well, I want to do this and this and this. Great. What's that going to do for you? Well, this and this and this. Oh, so ultimately you want to be happy and all of these things will help you get there. Okay, great. That's that's not a bad thing at all. So um, goal setting is obviously a very, very important part of the plan. But obviously there has to be a time frame, like you said. So let's talk about the idea of getting stuff done fast. It's not just a, just you know, getting it done, but you have to be able to get stuff faster, you're done fast. Uh, how important is that to you and your training? I don't think anybody wants to get rich slow. So, uh, right. you know, it's, uh, it's so funny because people look at network marketing, oh, this is a, that, I don't want to get rich quick thing. Well, this is definitely not a get rich quick thing. This is a get rich slow thing, and that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the, uh, the, the process that we were, that, again, g- going back to the people that we're working with, the, the most of, I know we're getting near the end of the show here. And I just want to make a really important point, And that is you as a human being, you're working with other human beings. We're talking about in the context of network marketing, identifying people that have a desire to achieve success and that through their actions are showing you that they actually want to do it. Because the thing is, a lot of people will sign people up into a business and that individual signs up, they give you their money, they give the company the money, they never actually do anything. 
as as a as a as a business person that's serious about my business, I've got to prioritize who I'm going to work with. And there's mm-hmm. a phrase I heard 23 years ago, and and it, and it's something I've lived by ever since. It's work where you're deserved, not mm-hmm. where you're needed. Rather than working mm-hmm. where you know somebody's you know complaining and begging, and they, you know they're not they're not taking any action. I don't want, I want to spend my time with you, an individual that's actually showing me through your actions that you want to do something, and it's really kind of a combined effort. I think that's that's there's a lot of wisdom there because you definitely want to work with the people who by their actions and their intent show that they really really want to be there so they deserve your time and your efforts but on the converse side of that uh if people act really needy towards you and they're not doing anything because they're waiting for you to really hold their hand really tight and walk you through it that's a completely different person at, at you know altogether and you really want to gauge who's worth working with. And I hate to put it quite like that, but I mean, does that sound about right? That's entirely right. Working where you're deserved and, and you're des- the person that deserves my time is a person that's showing up. You don't have to have everything figure out out right now and you likely won't, but you showing me through your actions that you want to do something is what makes me want to work with you. And I've signed up a lot of people that say all day that they want to be successful, but their actions don't show it. Yeah, and that's that's so very important. Well, we are getting toward the end, so let me just ask uh, one final time, Todd. How do we get a hold of you? If someone wants to work with you, if someone wants to be trained by you, if someone just wants to learn a little bit more about you and what you do and what you're about, how can they go about doing that? Well, they can visit toddfalcone.com. I have a toll-free number that directly dials into my house if they want to call me, 800-259-1177. That's my corporate number, 800-259-1177 or toddfalcone.com. Okay, that's great. And uh, if you sign up for Todd's uh, email list, you'll get the uh, the thing we talked about earlier called the Seven Steps to Mental Toughness. And he also talked about the littleblackbookofscripts.com. Is that right? That's correct. Littleblackbookofscripts.com. Fantastic. Well, we are near the end of the show. Todd, I want to thank you so very much for being a great guest. I hope people uh, will check into you and see what you're doing and, and choose to work with you. I really appreciate it. This has been Success Profiles Radio. My name is Brian K. Wright. Until next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern. We'll see you then. Have a great week. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright, here on the Rockstar Radio Network.